This episode is brought to you by Fleximize, a multi-award winning digital business lender dedicated to providing UK SMEs with flexible finance done properly. Welcome back to Portman Road. Burns, trying to find Jackson. It's Caden Jackson. It's 2-0. Heard in by Freddy Nadapo. Towards Connor Chaplin. Jack Taylor, 25 yards out. Oh my goodness me, Jack Taylor. Hello everybody, welcome along to the official Ipswich Town podcast powered by Fleximize. Now this episode has been recorded during the international break, but nonetheless we have a jam-packed show on route. We have got Leif Davis, he's dropping in to speak to us and he tells us what it's like playing under Kieran McKenna. He was the one that made us settle in really, really quick. Took us into his office straight away, said it, need anything, just tell us, he'll help us or anything. And yeah, he's... On the pitch, he's developed us massively. More from Leaf in a minute, but first up, we are heading over to Burley's Bar and the Hall of Fame for the Foundation Senior Blues session and a bit of a trip down memory lane. Hi, I'm Leanne Smith, Health and Wellbeing Manager at Ipswich Town Foundation. We're here in the Hall of Fame. There's sort of like a, a sensory overload going on. There's so much going on, kind of like mini little zones. Tell us what is actually happening in this morning. Yeah, so it's a bit of um, organised chaos today, but um, this is our Senior Blues coffee morning. Uh, so targeting the older generation of the football club. Um, they come down, they have a coffee, uh, they, they look at old memorabilia, uh, and they just yeah mingle and have a good time. Uh, today we've got the Heritage Society down with their mobile museum, so everyone's having a look around that. Um, we've got our walking footballers as well, they've come down for a coffee, so it's great. How did this all come about? Uh, so we got um, we realised there was a bit of a gap after COVID that you know the older generation weren't getting out there was loneliness and stuff like that so uh, we thought what better way to put a coffee morning on down here um, get them down to the football club get them out um, and just enjoying life again really so yeah we put it together and it's a massive success which is great just tell me your full name that's Tony Richardson tell us about your relationship with this football club well, I see my first match down here in 1947. That was against Bristol City. I was nine at the time. And that was fascinating because from then onwards, every week, you know, I came down. 1947, I see Ipswich play Charlton in what they called a hospital cup. We weren't in the, we weren't in the NHS in those days, you know. And that's how they got the money, you know. And Charlton had won the FA Cup two, two or three weeks before. So that was good, 22,000 down here. T- tell me about the first time you came to Portman Road, what was it like? Well, as, as I say, it was fascinating really, because that was 1947, uh, not too long after the war. Because I, I was eight and a half when the war finished, you know. And I say, it was, I was over the moon. What, what was the stadium like? Oh, <laughs> a bit... Describe it to a me. Bit, a bit sparse, you know, you had wooden stands on one side and wooden stand over this side which they called the chicken run you know and that was you know that was just well to us I mean that was marvellous but I mean in those days that was really antique you know, you know. Did you fall in love? Oh this was town yeah oh crumbs yeah they're marvellous Who was your first town hero? Uh, 
me first hand. Well, again, going back to 1947, at the time, it was Jackie Brown. He was about 36. And, of course, you know, he was, he'd been a, in the forces in the war and that sort of thing. But I never seen a person kick a moving ball like him, you know. He's tremendous. Irish international. And then, of course, you had Kevin Beatty, you had all them sort of Tommy Parker. They all came through the, through the ranks and everything, you know. Marvellous. This club has such a rich history. I mean, I could sit here and talk to you for, for a long, long time about it, but... I mean, when you think about some of the greats that have taken to the pitch, but also in the dugout, Sir Alf, Sir Bobby. Wow. I know. Absolutely marvellous. I mean, I remember uh, Robson, you know, he came there. I think we were playing Manchester United at the time and we we weren't doing very well and the crowd was saying, Robson out, Robson out. And the next day, next morning, he got... He got told he got to come to the club. He thought he was going to get the sack, you know. Instead of that, John Cobbled, who was the big noise here at the time, he said, no, he said, we're going to give you a rise. He said, the only time we're in, we're in difficulty is when the, the wine cabinet is empty. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's marvellous. What are your memories of Sralph? Oh, he's tremendous. I mean, 1958 or something like that, he came here. Tremendous. I mean, he has his first club, you know, in the guise of management. And he, his football was marvellous. A great team. And, of course, 1962, we won the Division One. There must have been a lot of pride when England won the World Cup under him. Oh, for, for, in, this, in this part of town, I mean, everyone must have just been so, so proud of, of their man. Absolutely. I mean, we were proud of him at the time when we, we won the... Now, let me think, was it the UEFA Cup? I think we won the UEFA Cup as well. And that's a marvel. I was down here then, 1962. And as you say, 1966, it came along, and he done marvellous at the, the, the Cup for him. That is a Cup for World Cup for him, yeah. He done marvellous there, beating Germany 4 2, you know. But now he's good manager, really good manager. Do you, do you have a favourite game that you've seen here at Portman Road? There was a marvellous game in, might have been 61, before we won the championship. That was one of our first games. We played Burnley, who was a top team then. We won 6-2. And that was a marvellous game, because the football was marvellous, absolutely tremendous. It's been a pleasure talking to you, sir. And you. I'm joined by Andrew Kerrison. Andrew. What a fantastic morning. What a fantastic programme this is by this football club. Um, tell us a bit about what you have done today, what you've enjoyed, and, and what this is all about. Well, um, I thought I'd come along today because I saw it in one of the programmes. Um, they're announcing having a museum here. I want to go and see bits of memorabilia, etc. So um, I thought I'd bring along some bits and pieces uh, and just see what their interest was. Um, stuff I've brought along has mainly been um, from the 78... Um, FA Cup, brought a flag that I've made, the scarves that I took to the Wembley final, and just really enjoyed chatting to people, talking about memories, etc. etc. I feel like this is kind of like the Antiques Roadshow, really. I really want to see some of this stuff. Are those your newspaper clippings over there? I've got loads of newspapers. Should we go and yeah. have a look? Yeah, sure. let's go now. Come on, let's, let, let's go and have a look at these newspaper clippings. Take me through some of these because genuinely, I'm fascinated at. The fact that they're still beautifully intact, but well, I, I, I do look after them. I've kept a nice little folder which has been marked up. There we go. Look, 
FA Cup winners' papers. I did have another. I've got other ones for the other sort of key things. There's lots of things I haven't. I haven't looked at these for a long time. But this one, the main one here, really, is the um, East Anglian um, Daily Times. Look at the large. Lovely portrait. Look at it. It's all black and white. All virtually black and white. Um, this is the one from '78 um, Cup final, and it's celebrating uh, the victory. And obviously, you can see the main picture there is the crowd in the town centre. Um, it, it's an amazing thing. Got to the cup final, obviously. Um, didn't get to this because I was living in London at the time, so I never actually got them to see or, or to raise the cup um, at Cornhill. But uh, my parents went, and um, they at the time they managed to get a copy of the East Anglian, which was in very short supply. There was, you know, there was a massive demand, and it was very difficult to get one. They got one, they wrapped it up in something else so no one would see it and they stuck it in the post in the background in London. So um, I got this and read this probably a few days um, after the event. Um, Tell me about your memories of the actual day. Oh, well, I was living in Wilson Green at the time, so it was a very short journey. Um, as a friend of mine um, came down to meet us, my brother came down from there, so we all met up um, Saturday morning, jumped on the underground went to Wembley. Um, it was it was a very interesting day. We got there. Um, these were days when there was often quite a bit of trouble. There wasn't, I didn't remember much trouble at the cup final at all. And um, we just walked along Wembley Way, got there. We'd had a few, we'd had a few beers sort of getting there. Um, went in and it was a it was quite an incredible day because it, it was the worst season it have had for a number of years. Arsenal were doing really well, um, yet we'd got high expectation. There was, you know, we knew we were going we to win this game. Um, the disappointment from three years earlier, um, we just thought it was our time. Getting to that game, we always thought it was going to work. You know, it, we were going to win this game. And we had a number of attempts. I don't know how many times we hit the post. It was, it, it was just ridiculous. We never got the score. And then obviously, right at the end, um, or towards the end, um, Osborne managed to get the ball and or, or just, or just sort of bounces back to him and he just knocks it in. And that was it. And it just went mad. You couldn't really tell anything. You know, it was just like... Electricity? It was, it, oh, it was just... If I say mental in the most positive way possible, it was absolutely brilliant. You know, the, the crowd, we just, we knew we'd won. And I know there was a fair bit of time to play after that, but um, I just never felt in danger. And then watching Mick Mills, you know, sort of take, going up there, picking up the cup. The steps. Going up the steps as they were. I mean, that, it was something I'd watched as a, you know, as a young child all my life, you know, sort of people going up and raising this and turning to the fans. Uh, and there it was for real. It was, um, yeah, it was pretty emotional. Hi, I'm Natasha Thomas. Be at the heart of it by subscribing to Town TV. Leaf, great to sit down with you. Thanks for joining us here uh, in the Town TV studio. Firstly, international break. Is it a time for a recharge or is it a case of like just getting straight back into it and, and carrying on? Yeah, obviously it was nice to have a little break because um, it's been a tough start of the season. Um, 
But yeah, they obviously the, the boss give her five days off to go and recharge and, like you said, get back at it. Um, but no, nah, it was nice to have the five days. Um, we haven't had that many days off before, so it was nice to go back home. I went back home to see my family. Um, then we're back in straight away, getting the, the work in. Um, and it was good to see everyone. Uh, everyone went different places, so it was good to see um, where everyone else went. So You didn't fancy going to the usual place? You know what I'm talking about by the usual place, don't you? Where's that? Dubai. No, nah, I didn't go. I need to see family, to be fair. Yeah. I haven't seen family in a long time. It's a, it's a, it's a good journey for us to, to get back up home. Um, to Newcastle to see a lot of my family, um, which I did see, which was nice. Uh, people that I haven't seen in a long time. But yeah, it's you've got plenty of time that in in the, in the off season. You, you said it's been a tough start to the season, tough but enjoyable. Yeah, very enjoyable. Um, I think everyone's enjoyed it. Um, look where we are on the table. I think we've had a really really good start. Um, we've still got a lot more to go as well. Um, I think we couldn't ask for a better start. To be fair. Um, we're doing really well. We're doing things that we know we need to improve on that we were doing well last year, but we slacked off a little bit this year, um, like keeping the ball out the back in there. But it's it's a it's a more difficult league, and it? it's like better players, better teams. So we just got to keep working and training and and get everything put right. I can't remember a team that has come out of League One and has been able to flex their muscle in in the Championship so well as well as us. Yeah, because this is what this team does, this yeah. is what this club does. Tell me about <coughs> you being the assist king in League One last season and how you made that step up. I know, obviously, you've played championship football before. You know what it's like to play championship football. You were a lot younger then. Yeah. But you're a bit older now. You've you've been around the houses a bit more. Yeah. You, you, you've done a bit of an apprenticeship in League One. How do you make that jump up again and go, right, I'm Leif Davis, I'm here to stay, this is this is my gig? It's just uh, believing in myself and believing that I can do it. Um, I know for a fine fact I could do it when I was a bit younger as well, but I just needed that experience to go and play as well. Because um, it was hard sitting on the bench, um, a, a good club as well, you know what I mean? So I thought I'd, I'd done the right decision, I made the best decision I've ever made in my career to come here. Um, I know it's all, all early doors, but... I've enjoyed it every every single minute of it since I've been here. Um, but yeah, it's not obviously the assists are nice, but it's not just me. It's the the team helped me get them assist as well. Um, everyone works for everyone. The team's one big family. There's no no one in. I think that's the club though. Oh, the club yeah, on whole. Forget the definitely. team. I mean, you guys are obviously what everyone focuses on, and we, we have so many other facets to this football club. Yeah. Like the women's, the academy. Yes, it's great. Yeah, but 100%. it's a family. Yeah, one massive family. Um, you, I could feel that as soon as I came here as well, and it's it's getting miles better as well. It's even better than when I first came, and I thought when I first came, it was everyone was connected in the club. You could go anywhere, and you could speak to everyone, which was which is the most important thing, talking to everyone. Um, but, yeah, it's, I've enjoyed every single minute of it. Whenever I, whenever I think about you, I always think about the, the Geordie boy who is very brave. You are brave. You're a brave footballer as well. You, you're not scared of, of taking risks. And, and, I mean, look, hopefully they all pay off and they have been paying off, but you're not scared of taking risks. But even in your own personal life, when you look at what you've done to try and make the dream happen, a lot of people won't do that. A lot of people won't 
go right okay I'll swap Leeds for Bournemouth and I'll go all the way down south the opposite end of the country and I'll leave, live on my own as a young man yeah. and I'll try and build myself a career not many people would say right Ipswich Town League one mm, well I've played championship football and you know I've been part of a club that's got promoted yeah. they'll go eh, no not sure but you've been brave tell me about that mindset and and how you foster that mindset because it's quite a mature thing to have on, on a young pair of shoulders yeah obviously you said it's it is a hard decision to make. Um, it is a big. It was a big step down at the start, um, but it was. It's one of them where I, ha- I did have to think about it. But when I was speaking to obviously people, my my agent, I spoke to a lot. But when I when I met with the manager um, outside of everything, I, I sat down with him, had a good chat, and I was like, you know what. I've, it's actually cha- changed my mind. I said I didn't even have to think of it about it to come here with my agent. After that, I said I want to go. I, w- I really want to go. And then there was an injury at Leeds, and I had to go to Australia. I had to go there, and it was just on my mind that I just why am I here? I want to be where I was going to be. You know what I mean? When I came back, um, but yeah, obviously I lived away from home when I was a young like at sixteen anyway. So. Um, I got used to everything like that, living away from home. Obviously, Morgan was not not close to home as well. It was a good three hours from Newcastle. Um, living with a family, which was which was tough at the start. But then that's when you realise you've got to do stuff for yourself as well. Um, then, obviously, with Leeds, I lived by myself then. And it's just picking it up. It's I've, 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 Well, now I live with my girlfriend and my dog, and I, it's just like home. I love being down here, walking around, seeing everyone, seeing people in the city centre. It's... Seeing hello to you, it's a beautiful town. Tell me about young Leaf Davis, about Leaf Davis as a child, about Wolves End Boys Club, because that is, I mean, look, it's it's a big part of anyone's career. If you come through there, yeah. you're coming through an, an elite sort of, it's not an academy, but you're coming through an elite sort of school. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, it was a lot of players that got away that year on a scholarship at, at my age, I think 11 out of the... The full team got away to do scholarships in in uh, in clubs like Wolves, Hartlepool, Carlisle, clubs like that. And I went to Morgan. A few lads went to Newcastle. Um, but yeah, we would even we would walk the league <laughs> every single year. We'd walk the league. Um, there was not a team we'd get close to. Um, in the yeah, there's uh, what was it? Um, one of the seasons we went unbeaten through the full season, and it was like we would go and play academies and that as well. It was like, well, beat academies with Breeze Academies, which is, you're like, oh, well, we're beating academies like this, then where does that put us? Um, and we'd still go and beat them and beat them and beat them. And then at the end of it, people were like, oh, we're going to have to take players away from you. And then obviously I had the opportunity to go to Morgan, which was, it was tough. It was very tough. What made it tough? Same. Is it I'm just a- Morgan as a place? No, uh, yeah, but you know, at the same time, it's obviously I come from a big city, Newcastle. It's total opposite. There's not a lot of stuff there. There's not a lot of places around there. Manchester's an hour. I couldn't drive. I couldn't drive back home to see family. Um, and I was a pro- uh, family man. Um, I'd love seeing my mom, my dad, my brother, my grandma when she was here. She they done everything for us when I was home. So it was it was hard to make that step. To go away, but I'm glad I've done it. Any sign of Tyson Fury while you're up there? You know, what? I would see him a few times. Um, so I didn't live far from him, and I would see him, and 
in his car trying and there was one one memory that I have of him and I was pulling out with a junction and he's in his uh, red Ferrari and I could just see him and it looked like he was sat in the back seat. He was that <laughs> bit in his head was towering over the uh, over the like the windscreen and he was just driving like I was like nah. And then there was another time uh, Halloween. I walked down one aisle and I've looked and I've had to walk back. And I'm thinking that's Tyson for you. And he's stood in like a grim weaver uh, weep out outfit with his daughters and his sons just stood there like that, just having a right laugh on it. It's what a guy. What a, he was like he he's top. He's top top. If he's I think he's got a lot to do with the club now uh, at Morgan. He owns a training ground. He owns like I think it was a, a part of the company that went in administration when I was there. So like the Astro turf at the back got taken away from the club. That's where we would used to train. Um, and he, I think he's bought it now and done his put his gym and everything in there. Now he sponsors a club with his Fury the drink, I think it is. So, nice. Um, who do you support when you're growing up? Newcastle, of course, has to be. Uh, is it a silly question to ask who your childhood hero was? Oh, to be fair, um, I can't remember. Like obviously, everyone says Shearer, don't they? Um, but when I first went to go and watch, it was the likes of. Colacini, uh, Ryan Taylor, uh, who else? Johan Kabay, uh, Gufran, all but all the players like that. And that was in the Europa League when I remember going to games with my mum, uh, my dad, and my brother. Under Alan Pardew. Uh, yeah, it was against uh, oh, what team was it? I think they were in the Russian league. I think it was. They were in that league, and I remember. And then we went to the week, the next one when we got through with that. It was Benfica at home. Never seen anything like it. When the bus arrived, I've never seen so many fans try and get to a bus so close. I was just like, nah. <laughs> Police coming through, having to push all the Newcastle fans away. We're letting the team off the bus. It was it was mental. What or who made you a fullback? Have you always been a fullback? It's different because in Sunday League, when I played Sunday League football for Wall's End, I used to sometimes play left centre-back. Or left wing, and I was mainly left wing. It was just if players weren't coming, like it's on a Sunday, I'd I'd play left wing as well. And I got quite a few assists um, in half a season. I think I had like sixteen assists from then. And I was like, nah, you're better from left back. So I'd move back, and I just started running the full length for the pitch. But <laughs> they just used to give us a ball <laughs> and just see a run. So I used to just run. Who'd you credit for that? Um, obviously my managers at the time, um, now he's a good mate of mine, um, he, he said, you're a better fullback, and even my dad, my dad said, you're miles better at fullback, getting the ball deep, you can see the full pitch, you can create stuff from even in deep positions, um, so yeah, probably my, my dad mainly, um, he's, he's strict with us when I was playing as well. Very Tell me strict. more about that, what's your dad's name? Anthony, Anthony, yeah, he, um, he was very strict with us. Even like he, I could see it. Like if I had a bad game, and I'm walking off the pitch, and I look at my dad, and I'm thinking like, "Oh no, he's gonna say something." Yeah, I was like, "I can't, I can't be bothered." So I'd walk the other way. And then when I would get in the car, he would just see how bad I was in games. He would tell us straight. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say, "Oh, you are good." He would always give us like, he would give us good feedback when I've done stuff, but when and when I've done something wrong and what. I need to do right. He would tell us straight away. Did that pressure help you or yeah, hinder you? Massively. It, it made us a better person as well, a better player. Um, it made us 
even on the ball and that as well, I say like it would make us more confident with the ball at my feet. Like I would just try and get rid of the ball straight away, and that's what he would like tell us not not to do. Just keep the ball at your feet and and do what you what I do best. Um, so yeah, it's, he had a big. He even um, used to manage a manage a team as well um, at the other club I was at, Cranton Juniors, when I was like before Wall's End. He used to manage there. Um, so he has an eye in the game. To be fair, he's not like he knows high, what he's yeah, talking about. He knows about. what he's talking about. Yeah, and he's watched a lot of football. So, so he, go on. He obviously he had a massive part in obviously my development as well. So, Leif Davis has gone from being sort of a less sided centre half to a full back. We've decided, right? Forget it. We're going to be a full back. Great. I know what I'm doing. Who do you then look at? Who do you look at in the world game and think, right? I want to model my game on X, Y, Z because everyone has heroes, not just Newcastle players, yeah. but you might have heroes who play for England. People that play for Italy, whatever. I mean, there've yeah. been some incredible fullbacks over the years. Maybe looking at Roberto Carlos, someone like that. Who have you looked at and gone right? I model my game on that person. Or I look at what they're doing and I think, yeah, I can do that as well. There was two players, and I remember them straight away. It was Marcelo when he was at Real Madrid. Nice. Used to love the way he was on the ball. He wasn't. He wasn't a quick player, and that's why the other half I was used to watch was Jordi Alba. When he was at Barcelona, I know it's obviously a big rivalry, but two of the best fullbacks in the in the world at the time when they both played for Real Madrid and um, Barcelona, so it would be them too. Yeah, I just say Jamie Clapham is fuming somewhere, isn't he? Absolutely raging. Um, tell me about this group of players and and what it's like being in and amongst this group, um, because yeah, we we've met some characters. There is, there's some, it's, you know what, it's the best changing room I've been in, um, like I said before, it's one one big changing room, there's not, no individuals in the changing room that like zone themselves, everyone's together, um, there's a lot of <laughs> funny lads to be fair. Who's but, funniest? You know what, there's a few to be fair, you, obviously you, you know what uh, Clark is like, he's a bit of a... <laughs> I want to be fair, <laughs> but he's funny. He's a f- he's a funny lad. Good energy, he's, yeah, very good energy. I don't know how he has it in the morning. Sometimes as well, you look at everyone else and they look like they've just woken up, and he's just bombing around everywhere. Uh, and whereas them two are, two. We kind of, you know, when we prep these episodes, we talk about players, and 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 it clubs always about telling us what players are like because obviously, look, sometimes you wouldn't have spoken to him. I wouldn't have spoken to him in my day to day job. Sometimes you would have, and you're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about this person. One thing he talked about and said about you was that you're very, like, you're you're a good lad. You're a good lad. What I'd love to know is you've worked worked under three really interesting head coaches: Bielsa, yeah, Scott Parker, where you won promotion, and now Kieran McKenna. Wow, I mean, to be so young to have done that—that's yeah. that's quite the feat, but the differences between all of them and what what is the gaffer like in comparison to to someone of like the cut of Bielsa yeah I've had I've had this a lot I've had this loads of times like people asking us what is where he is up and I, he's like generally up there with one of the best I've worked with um I've said a lot of people he's like Marcelo um he's he's demands and training how hard he, he wants you to work on the pitch everything like that he just he speaks to you a lot more. Um, 
he can talk to you about anything, uh, off the pitch, anything that's going on on the pitch. And it just really, it, he was the one that made us settle, settle in really, really quick. How? He just dragged us, he literally took us into his office straight away, said, uh, if you need anything, just tell us, he'll help, he'll help us sort anything. Um, and yeah, he's on the pitch, he's developed us massively since I came here. I think there's a lot of areas that I needed to work on when I came here. And he even said that with us. He said the first day, he said, you've got a lot to improve on in areas of my game. What was that like, though? If he said that to you on the first day, I mean, again, I know, you know, you've had your dad, like, you know, big Anthony coming up to you and, <laughs> and doing his thing. But when someone signs you yeah. and you're thinking, great, fresh start, coming to a club, I'm going to go and smash it. And then they bring you straight back down to earth. Do you think, oh, great. No, I like it. I like it, to be fair, when someone tells us what I need to do because it, it gives us more ma- motivation to, to go and kick on. Um, like he, the first day, he, was, I say, he showed us clips of of my games before I'd be, obviously played here. and It was a, a lot of defending stuff. Um, <coughs> and obviously stuff with the ball at my feet, like what am I Because di- sometimes I'll get the ball at my feet and just look straight away for a pass to get to get rid of the ball as well sometimes. Um and he's helped us with that to like manipulate on the ball, to better ideas when I get the ball. Um, obviously, my defensive stuff, he helped us massively as well. And I'm still learning under that as well with, with him as well. Um, but yeah, that, I, I still remember that first day. He was like, this is what we're going to work on. He showed us a clip, my clips on the board in his office as well. He was like, this is what we're going to do with you and, and really kick on from here. So with hindsight now, when you look back at winning promotion, when you look back at being in this team, playing the number of games you have, yeah. the achievements of this club, the achievements of this team since you've been here, yeah. it's all paid off, hasn't it? It's all, yeah. He was right, 100%. wasn't he? Yeah, he was right. He was right from, from the day one, yeah. Which which I thank him for as well. Um, I don't think I'd be playing as well if if it wasn't for him helping us, what I was what I was doing wrong. The key word you're looking for there is playing. You yeah. were playing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the main thing. That was that was the main thing for us as well to get my confidence up. It's playing playing games. Um, it's like when I would come on in a game, maybe for Bournemouth, if I got put on, and, and I was just I wasn't confident at all when I would get the ball at my feet. I would just want to get rid of it straight away because I had no confidence in to do what I do best. You are you are a different player. Yeah. Like, you are a very different player to what you were then. I, I remember watching you and I was like, okay, you can see what <laughs> he's got. But, I mean, you had Jordan Zamora in front of you, yeah. who's, you know, fantastic yeah, and, and yeah. doing what he's doing very and good. very much sort of like the darling of that football club. Yeah, You needed to find home, though. It feels that that's what I'm sort of getting from the conversation, that you needed someone to put their arm around you and go, right, let's get you a proper football in home. Yeah. And let's give you the opportunity to flourish and do what Leif Davis does best. That's what the club's done. They've they brought us here. Um, they didn't bring us here for just to sit and sit around. They, they knew I had potential to go and obviously do what I do. And like you say, you've seen us play before. Um, there was a good player in front of us, Jordan. He was very, very good player. Um, but yeah, like I'm just happy. I'm I'm playing the games now, and and we're doing really well. So. Most creative player in the championship. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice. <laughs> it is nice. It is. It's seven assists. You're halfway there to last, last season's season, total, yeah. which is which is great. What are we aiming for this year? It's 
many as I can. Do, do, you, I can. do you enjoy that? Because there are generally some people, some players who enjoy different elements of the game rather than scoring. I mean, scoring, it just feels like it's so, yeah, so basic. It's mad because <laughs> when, I, when I think, well, do you know when I go into a corner? Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm getting assist here. That's what I think straight away. I don't think, oh, I'm just putting in the box. Whenever I watch our corners here at Portman Road, I just feel like the box is just so overcrowded. Teams just will stick everyone on the line yeah. because they know Wolfie's going to be in there or <laughs> George is going to be in there or yeah. someone's going to get their head yeah. on it. Someone will be there to get their head on it. And it's just like, it's frustrating for me. So, yeah. I, I I mean, look, I share that same excitement. But yeah. but it's not just for me putting the ball in the box. It's the other lads, obviously, wanting to go and score the goal as well. You know what I mean? Like, like Fridge, Burge. They want to go and actually head of the ball to score a goal, even if it's a, not, not the best of balls in. They'll want to go and still attack the ball because that's just obviously what they're like. They just want to put their head on it. Is it nice to play in this style of football? How important is that for you? Yeah, it's. I mean, look, it is. It's it is nice to play under, like to play in the team that want to keep the ball on the floor um, instead of just kicking it. Can you imagine if you were playing diags every week? Oh. How bored would you get if you were playing nah. diag, 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 diagonal, diagonal, diagonal? Like you, nah, ping, I couldn't ping, do it. ping. I couldn't do it. I don't know how teams do, it, but I couldn't do what it. What are your diagonals like? Well, I've got one in my locker, like, but yeah. I don't, I don't want to do enjoy it. it. Nah, I don't enjoy. I just want to. I'd like to play, run, play, run, like that overlap. Kind of yeah, I or just that. run. I saw a meme on Instagram yesterday, you know, the, the typical player that overlaps and it's been shared around so many footballers. <laughs> it's just the one that's just screaming and then pings a ball and it goes out. <laughs> Because you just lost it. But, I mean, you've got the engine for it, and it's proven. Yeah, to be fair, it sounds weird. Like, a lot of players, well, a lot of players do run, but don't see it. They like running. But I love running. Don't know why. It's not a, it's a good thing, but it's just one there. I just love, love to run. Got a lot of energy. Who are you enjoying playing with in the squad? Like, uh, any particular limb cups? But, you know, from last season as well, chat was. Mm. Um, we've got a good connection this year. Um, I just look for him every time because when I give the ball to him, he'll just does what he does best: put the ball in the back of the net. What's mad though, and I've, I've said it so many times on the radio, is that this team under Kieran, it feels like we have a bolt-on, bolt-off attack in the sense of like kind of like plug and play. It's like a Formula One team where <laughs> if come sixty minutes things aren't working, he will go get the spanners out, pull one section off, and go. Psh- bang let's yeah. have four players in so you could start a game with four players in front of you five players in attack in front of you come 60 minutes or 90 minutes it's a completely de- different set of players yeah that's and that's why we're such a good team because players that come off the bench make a massive impact as well as you can see i think we're up there for the most goals from subs i think the season as well um they all work hard they want to everyone fights for their place no one no one comes into training and just goes I'm not playing, you know what I mean? Everyone wants to play, which is a good thing because then when they come off the bench, they're going to, to show what they can do, which is very important. Tell me about life outside of football. You mentioned your girlfriend, your dog. What's your dog called? Barney. Great name. What's Barney? Labradoodle. Oh, mate. Winner already. Winner. Yeah, it's the softest little thing in the world. Yeah. Like. Well, not little like, but softest thing in the world. How have you taken to town because this is a massive look this is this football club is the heart of this town yeah everywhere you go people talk about Ipswich Town, Ipswich Town, Ipswich Town. Yeah. everywhere you go yeah and 
I don't know. Does it get overwhelming? Does it? Is it exciting? Do you enjoy people coming to you going, oh, Leaf, you know, love your work? Yeah, to be fair, I love it. I was like that when I was back home in Newcastle when I was younger. I'd be one there, I'm like, wanting to go and meet players. I would do everything I could to try and speak to a player that was at Newcastle at the time. Like, I would go to the training ground, stand outside the training ground, waiting for them to come out in their cars. And I know how they... When I'm driving out, I would always stop. I'll always stop for anyone. Because I know how what it's like when you're standing there. You know what I mean? It's like when I would always stop saying anything. Saying anything for anyone. I'll always respect everyone. What's what's the most craziest thing you've signed? You know what? It's, there was a few stuff in the... Um, do you know when we done the signing yeah. thingy? The open day. Like yeah. game controls at a sign. Never signed one in my life. Really? Yeah. It's quite cool though. Yeah, didn't mind it. Like, it's quite cool. It's quite cool. Um, of shoes as well. Nice. But obviously, you, you know, but he just took his shoes off in front of us and just went sign that. <laughs> Is that okay? No problem. Um, how do you relax when I'm home? Outside of a match day. So okay, you finish a game. Yeah. What do you do? Go home, see my girlfriend, see my dog. Um, sit with them for a little bit sit and watch a telly would you like to watch I'm not a big telly fan of people. I never ever watch telly but I'll watch it when she's watching it and it's always like YouTube videos side men stuff like that it's like videos like you know I'll watch it like if it's funny I'll watch it if she's laughing I'll have a watch of it because I know I'll, I'll have a I might have a giggle on about it but to be fair normally I, I'll go up in my games room Chill out, play a bit of Call of Duty with a few of my mates, play flight sim, which relaxes the most. Just takes my mind off everything. We're going to come on to that in a minute. I <laughs> promise you we're going to come on to that in a minute. We'll be back with Leaf in just a minute. But first, let's hear more from our sponsors, Fleximize. Funding your business doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take weeks. It doesn't need to involve your bank. At Fleximize, we believe there's a different way to do things. We take the hassle out of finance, so you can get on with what you do best, running your business. Think of us as your trusty sidekick with the power to boost your business with fast, flexible loans built for you. Visit us at Fleximize.com or call our Ipswich office on 01473 208 108. Fleximize. Business finance done properly. I'll tell you what, let's switch and get some questions from supporters okay. we have uh put the word out that we're speaking yeah. to you and i've got a few questions we haven't got as many this week because we want to focus on something that you just mentioned there um but uh yeah these are leaf davis's podcast questions eva parker's asked what's your favorite chant Oof. um wolfie at the back look that one attack i like that one i always yeah. think of wolfie every day uh, Harvey Davis has asked, how does your role at Ipswich differ to one at your previous clubs? Good question. Um, it's playing... If you look at the obviously how we play, um, we don't really play with an out-and-out winger in front of us. So I'm basically like the left-back and the left-winger. So I'm more advanced and can start in higher positions. Um, whereas I have Brody inside of us in the 10 position... So Where'd yeah. you like to sit? Like, so I look at some players 
who just like to sit on the halfway line. You watch them literally, and I say they're sitting because that's their starting position. If you yeah. like, they will move, but they like to sit there. No, I see. That's what they. If we're in possession, you'll the boss would want us to stay quite high and wide. But if we're building up from the back, I'll, I would like to be in between fullback and uh, the opposite opposite uh, opposition fullback and the in the winger, because um, it gives more chance to if I get the ball, step out with the ball, and that's what I would be like when I was playing in obviously Bournemouth. They would play like a fl- uh, flat back four, which is I would just get it and then play it full back. Uh, the winger in front of me, one two maybe, and run mm-hmm. through. Whereas when I turn out now, it's just pitch. I don't have anyone in front of us like down the channel. I've always got players inside of us, so it's it's a big, big difference. Jim from Stowe Market has asked, why do some players wear wrist tape? Um, I think I really couldn't tell you. Actually, I've never wore wrist tape in my life, so I know is why. It placebo effect? Is that psychology? I think so. I think think people think oh, it looks good. I think some people might have oh, it looks decent. You know what I mean? I might just. But I remember Ben White at um, at Leeds when he was at Leeds. He used to write his numbers. He used to write who he was marking on corners because he would forget. Cause he wasn't he wasn't the brightest bunny in the world. Like he was, <laughs> but he was, so he'd write it. But sometimes he would still forget to even check that it's on his wrist. Okay, off the fan questions for two seconds. If someone from this squad had to write who what their instructions were on a bit of tape, who would it be? Brody, have to be. Yeah, he just forgets everything. Uh, he's not. He's not thick. He's just Dolby. He's very Dolby. <laughs> really, I love him. I love the kid. Really? I love him a bit. Um, BP Samkin asks, "Why do you always wear Vicks on your chest?" It just helps us breathe. Yeah. Um, I'm always like before a game. I've always got like a, a routine that I'll do. I'll put it on in the change room. Have like like two big smells of the Vicks to. Just try and open stick. No, no, I just stick my fingers in the tub, whack it on. Well, you, but you need to wash your hands afterwards because you stick that in your eyes by accident. Uh, it won't be going in my eyes. It'll be going in opponents. <laughs> t- I like that. I like, I've, it won't be going in my own <laughs> eyes. I give it a little wipe off, and then <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Bit of residue here and there. Um, Carefree Tommy has asked, "What's one northern food you miss and can't get down south?" Because I'm at the coast, well, there's coast down here as well. In the, where I live back home is on the coast as well. Um, God knows. It's um, a tough one there. I'll edit that question say, what's one sort of place you go to in, in, in Newcastle, back home, where you're like, right, I've got to get X from that, like fish and chips from this place. Like there's a place I went to as a kid or wherever, yeah. where you're like, right, I just miss it. What would you miss? As a kid, I would always go to this ice cream shop. Best ice cream I'd ever yeah. had in my life. What um, you go for? Just the vanilla. But the vanilla, it was like so creamy. It was it was top was ice cream. Was it from a tub or was it like a machine? Nah, nah. So they would, that is, like, they wouldn't let anyone find out the ingredient. If you worked, you weren't allowed to tell any ingredients or anything in really? this ice cream. Yeah. And it would be in like a a big thingy on the desk, but it would be like right in the thingy. And they would just scoop it out and then scoop it off. Oh, best. Best. I would probably. That's the thing I miss. Like ice cream. Did you go back and have some? I didn't. I oh. didn't actually have any when I went back off. Got it. It's too cold up there for ice cream at the minute. Like um, Sarah Lidbitter has asked, "What would you be doing if you weren't a footballer?" Pilot. 
we're coming on to that. Uh, Josh Norman, who's your favourite Newcastle player? You've answered that already. Courtney has asked, best moment in a Nipswich shirt? Getting promoted. Standard. That day when we pulled in on the bus. It's the best Big? Oh. Better everyone, promotion. Everyone, like, on the way to games, right? No one's, like, or everyone's just sitting on the bus, headphones in. When we were on the game, uh, on the bus, coming, everyone was off the seat, trying to video everything. When it, was, it was mental. Better promotion than Bournemouth? Yeah. Might as well. As well as Leeds, because there was no fans yeah. as well. Leeds must have been tough. Yeah, there was no fans in that. Mm. So, obviously fans still turned up at the stadium, and fireworks and everything off. But yeah. being everyone, being even fans in the stadium as well, it was, and how we'd done it was top. Lexi Lambert has asked, favourite game of the season so far? Sunderland away, first game. Tough, wasn't it? Tough game, but just to beat them. I was like the... Yeah, I mean, well, obviously you want to beat him. Yeah, well, from, but just what a start! What, yeah. what you know, a sort of baptism fire in the championship. It was kind of like a, a pressure tester, if you like. Yeah, how well they done as well last year. It was a good, obviously, good test for. Um, couldn't have really got a harder start of a season as well. But did that game not just show you? I remember sitting and watching it. Did it not just show you how adaptable this team is and yeah. how it's not just a group sort of you know one trick pony. We don't just yeah. go and attack and try and score. Yeah, you can different things it shows how much like that game showed how much fight we had as a team like how much players would fight for each other um, like they had 10 men yep. they got a man sent off but we were still under a bit of pressure you know it looked like we just wanted to head at everything tackle anything um, so uh, last one isn't really a question it's more a statement Lola Carey said tell Leaf I've named my kitten after him kitten not a fan of cats like that really <laughs> Thanks Lola Appreciate that Okay So Last week uh, Sorry the week before We Spoke To um, We spoke to two of your colleagues Who Quite vocal in telling us about You And a game called Microsoft Flight Simulator yeah. uh, I remember playing this game They said you got the full kit You're so big into it You're the first Football I've ever known who's wanted to do something like this. Where has this obsession with planes come from? So it was my granda. Um, he used to work obviously in aviation as well. Um, he was someone I would spend a lot of time with. Um, he would. It's hard to say. Like I don't know for him kind of thing. Yeah. So he he loved. He loved it. He takes the airport every day. Every single day after school, I would be at the airport, sitting watching planes, everything. And he was just like, he would just tell us about all the all planes, everything. And I was just like, oh, it's actually really interesting. And then we lost him, um, which was difficult because I would spend every day with him. Mm. It was. It was your thing. Yeah. It was your thing to go. Yeah, it was my getaway as well. I wasn't the brightest. I wasn't the best of lads in school, so. I used to have tough days at school as well. Um, and then obviously going out uh, with him just took my mind off everything. And that's why I kept it up. Because I thought if it's taking my mind off this, it's going to take my mind off anything else I'm doing. So when I go out of football, I take my mind off it and it takes my mind straight off what I do. Tell me about the setup because I, I know this is an intense game. Yeah. It is intense. You've got to know the settings, you've got to know everything. One little thing and you, you could put. 
Tell me about your setup. What your yeah. favorite flight is? I'm interested. I love this kind of stuff. Yes, um, obviously it's on my PC, and you've mm. got to run it on a PC because it's it's a strict game. Graphic heavy, yeah. yeah. So I've got the best PC you could probably get at the minute. Um, best graphics card, best. At, I've got all the the yoke and everything. They've got the throttles, every the uh, the pedals, got everything that I could, um, that you could get. To be fair, um, it's not like the ones where you walk into a like a. Mm. Like a real cockpit and do it in there with the screens. It's it's nothing that thing, but it's it's top top stuff. Like favorite flight? You know, I actually done a flight two months ago, Newcastle to Melbourne in in America. It was was it in eight hours nine minutes? I think it was on the flight simulator. On the flight sim, yeah. Did you do it in real time? Real time, yeah. Eight hours nine minutes. So I'll do a thing. I'll go on flight radar. And I'll I'll see what flights have been departed from that airport earlier in the day. I'll click it on, click all where the routing is of the where the plane's gone, what aircraft it was, and I'll do exactly the same route. So before we went Austria, I'd done exactly what we'd do to Vienna. And then on the way back when I when I came home, straight away I've jumped on my flight and done the flight from Salzburg straight back to Standstill. I just love, love doing it. It's you mad. are so cool, man. It's that mad. is very cool. That is so cool. It's that is so cool. And it's not like obviously I've been to a, I've been in one of them flight sims as well, so you get taught a lot of it as well. Um, and there's a there's a obviously a, uh, it's like a software thing called uh, VATSIM, mm-hmm. and it's a thing where you've got to do a little exam kind of thing to pass it. Uh, you've to pass to get on the server. You've got to pass the exam, and I pass the exam. Um, and th- to be fair, I, I teach myself as well. Like a lot of stuff, I'll do a lot of um, obviously research and everything. How what's this? What's it? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. I'll always study as well because that's what I want to do. I'll study at home. So when I'm doing a flight, stick it on autopilot. I've got another screen there, and I'm just studying it, like having a look away. I'll, I'll I'll watch a lad on Twitch as well, London controller. He's I watch him all the time. And he obviously he's he wants to be air traffic control, um, and I just listen. Like I teach myself as well. I'll obviously learn off other people how to speak to ATC as well. So it's one of the hardest bits. It'll be it. It'll happen. Hopefully It'll after happen. after football, after a good I career. Mean, hopefully one day I want to be flying somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, Captain Leif Davis. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. I'll tell you what, I I was on holiday last week and uh, went on Instagram. And someone had sent me a message. It was Town TV viewer and a podcast listener. His name's Jordan Mitchell. Hello, Jordan. He said, hi, Aaron. Cracking podcast with Cam and Elkin. I work at RAF Lake and Heath with the USA Air Force near Newmarket. It would be great to get the lads and leave down to have a look at some fighter jets and meet the pilots. Sure, we could squeeze Elkin in a jet easy enough. <laughs> so there's an invite there from Jordan Mitchell to go and check out some planes if you'd like That'd to. That'd be tough. There you go. We we we'll make it happen. Um, wow. I mean, look. I everyone has hobbies. I never realised how sort of deeply entrenched your hobby was and and how yeah. big it was for you. And do you know what? It's very it's very sweet to hear. Actually, a footballer. You're probably the realest footballer I've ever heard sort of speak about something like that about where where it comes yeah. from. So no, it's it. it's a nice thing to to do. Like that's like I said, it takes mind off everything. So last night I got in from training. I know I was tired from training. Um, and I'll go in, I'll do two flights, 
I've done two flights last night on my flights and it just took my mind off everything. So You're the man. <laughs> You're the man. Uh okay, we're gonna finish up no on a feature that I think is it called Elkham Baggots Bangers now? We're still seventy five percent of the way there. If you have got an idea for a name for this title, it's a music feature, then let me know. Leaf Davis's disco? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I'm still all over Elkham Baggots Bangers. Uh, five tracks. I've never heard him listen to any songs as well, by the way. He just stands around and smiles, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a great guy. He's a he is a great lad. guy. Um, yeah, so five tracks, and, and we'll just get your thoughts on a few of them. Uh, hopefully you've done a bit of prep on it. So the first question is, what song pumps you up pre-match? It's got to be the one that we walk out, well, three minutes before we go out with train, uh, for a game. Uh, I'm a boss, I think it is. Clarky's on the on the tune, so mm. I think it's that. Uh, that's what gets lagged. Like that's when we start speaking to each other, and everyone's getting ready. Mm. It's when the boots go on. And who's the hype them. man? In, who's the hype man? Who's the one who's screaming? Um, Skip. Skip. Yeah, Skip. Will, he'll speak a lot um, before game, which is good. He gets you going. I you going. I met so many Egyptian people on holiday, and they're obsessed with him. They're really? obsessed with him. Yeah, he's a good person. But they, they don't call him Sam, they call him Sammy. Sammy yeah. Morrissey. They love him. <laughs> love him. He's one of the one of the best people. Beast. Yeah, he's a he's a good lad. Absolute beast. What song reminds you of Portman Road? Oof. Um I don't know what I don't know what the song is, but it's um do you know when we got promoted and you have after games sometimes, is it you got me singing the blues or something? Is it that? Is it that? Yeah. That's yeah. what it reminds us of Singing the Blues. Yeah. Because every time, like after after a game, sometimes it'll come on as well. It must be quite emotional, like walking around, clapping the fans when that's going on. They're singing at you, and you're yeah. like, "Wow!" Yeah, it's it's you know what? it's weird. I've I've only had goosebumps in two places where I've played. Obviously, Ellen Road is one of them, which is good atmosphere in here. Portman Road, proper, it's proper club. Yeah, proper club. What song reminds you of your childhood? Wow, that's a difficult one, that. What a song that I would listen to when I was younger, or anything that reminds you of your childhood that could take you back to a moment in your childhood. It wasn't. It wasn't a song that I would listen to. It was a song that my mom, my, f- my mom's favorite song that oh. she would listen to. Uh, is a Fields of Gold. Yeah. Yeah. She loves that song. Nice. It's probably one of her favorite songs. Nice, nice, nice. Sting. I think so. Sting. Good song, like. Um. Song. Is it Sting? Fields of Gold. Okay. I think so. Fields of Gold. Yeah. We'll take Fields of Gold. <laughs> Favourite song from a film or favourite music from a film? This doesn't have to be an actual song. It could be a score, like a, a composition. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm not a one that watches a lot of telly. What's your favourite film? I like Rambo. I like stuff like that. I <laughs> love it. I like, love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's no really big songs and stuff like that. Is no, it? but I mean, come on. Some, of the, some films like that are the most unreal tracks. I actually don't know. I really, I really don't know. You know, I can't even remember the last time I watched a film. I swear to God. Really? Never sit down and watch a film. I'd rather be on what I do, flights. I have a little TV in the corner, like <laughs> a little movie going in the corner. Um, What's your in-flight movie? Ooh. Rambo. Yeah, I'd probably, if it was on the screen, if I was sitting in the, 
I was seeing being a passenger and I was in I would watch uh, if it was on the telly, I like American Sniper. Um that's probably one of my favourite as well. When you go away, are and like you go say you're going on holiday with your, your girlfriend. Yeah. Do you do, are you like fascinated by the play? Do you go like looking around, do you ask yeah. to look around and So when I do you know when I was like when I was younger I was and we would used to go on holiday at Newcastle, big glass windows, not massive terminals at all. Um I would try and get I would literally run through duty free, security, everything, try and get through as quick as I could just to sit at the window and watch a plane's taking off. Even if it was just sat in front of us. Nice. Nice. Um last question on the music. I mean, you didn't really give me the film one, but I'll let you off that. What's your guilty pleasure? And let me define what I mean by guilty pleasure. I'm talking, say if you are at the training ground, you just jumped in your car, this track's come on. It's a bit of a secret track. You love it. You secretly love it. And Clarky quickly opens your car door and puts his head in and you're like, no, got to change it. What track would that be? That's your guilty pleasure. Um, wow. I've got two. Are you going to say yours? Or? No, this isn't my podcast. <laughs> it's yours. Um, wow. If you're not going to see yours, I'm, I don't want to see mine. Well, well, no, 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 no. I'm not the guest. You're the you're the guest. Um, do you know what? Anne Marie. Yeah. Two thousand and two. Big tune. Nice. Love that. Love. I love your work, Leaf. Big, big tune. Love your work, mate. Um, that is pretty much it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely smashed it. What a fantastic chat with, um, you know, look, we love what you do. We love what you do. Appreciate that, thank Um, you. And I know I speak for sort of the whole fan base here where we're saying, like, you know, we just want to see you smash it. Even when you're retired and you're a pilot and you're taking (laughs) us on holiday, mate. Keep smashing it, Leaf. Thank you. I'll always give me everything. I'm here, so. Love it. Thank you. There you go. Very much. That's it for this episode of the official Ipswich Town podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Town TV for all of your town content the minute it lands. All that's left to say, though, is come on, you.